Hello, and welcome to the podcast of Emmanuel Assemblies of God in Knoxville, Tennessee. We're so glad you've taken the time to listen. If you're ever in our area, we invite you to join us for one of our worship services. For times and locations, please visit at EmmanuelAG.com. All the way from Missouri, I'll tell you. (laughs) It's good to be here. It's almost like coming home. (laughs) We've been here quite a few times now. Sandy and I have been married a little over two years now. And uh, so we've been here a few times over the course of those two years. Uh, Let's just go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we do lift up your name. We thank you, Lord, for the praise and worship this morning. We thank you that you are our God. We thank you that you do never, not ever change, Lord, and that you are the same God that provided for the Hebrew children. You're the same God that provides for us today. You're the same God who leads and guides and directs our paths, and we thank you for that, Lord. Lord, you're the same God who can fill us with your Holy Spirit, and we ask that you fill each and every one in this room with your Holy Spirit. Help us to receive, each and every one of us, what you would have to say to us today, and we'll give you the praise and the glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen. What what I'm going to talk about today is uh, something that we're all doing, whether we want to or not, we're growing. And so we're, I want to talk a little bit about spiritual growth. And so I brought a growth chart. <laughs> anyway, we're all growing, uh, like I say, whether we, whether we want to or not in some way, shape, or form. But what I want to talk about today is we need to continue to grow. So this is more of like encouragement today. And so what we're going to do is we're going to hang out in the book of uh, Ephesians a little bit and talk about some growth things. And then we're going to talk about uh, three, actually we're going to talk four people today. We're going to talk about three people. We're going to talk about Moses real briefly, Peter real briefly, and John real briefly. And we're going to talk and see that they were still growing even later in their life. And why do we grow? And we're going to, we're going to see this in Ephesians uh, when we talk about it. But, but when I was in the Presbyterian church, you know, do you know what, the, what, the, what, God, what man's purpose was? The, they, they taught us, they said it like this, the chief end of man, of man is to glorify God. Yeah, and so in other words, man's job on earth here is to bring glory to God. And what's interesting is the assembly of gods have a very similar statement. <laughs> they say it a little different, but uh, it, it, our goal here on earth is to bring glory to God. And how do we do that? Well, we do it partially with our growth into him. And we're, we're going to talk just a little bit about that today. Um, I guess I'm going to hold that up there like that. When we grow, real quick here, um, if I stop today and I look back over my Christian life, not my, when we got to limit it to Christian life, because if we look over our whole life and we see before we were Christians, of course we'll see that there's things we wish that were different. But when we look back over our Christian life, we see, we'll say, boy, I wish I could have done that different. You see what I mean? I might have done that better. I, I really didn't maybe know what exactly I was doing back at a certain period of time. 
Now, that doesn't mean that when we're young in the Lord that God does not use us. He uses us mightily. He can use us powerfully. He can use us in gifts of the Holy Ghost. He can lead. He guides and directs. But, but when we look back, we, we say, I wish we could have done things better. Now, that doesn't, that's not to bring condemnation on ourselves or criticism on ourselves. If we can really sincerely look back and say, I wish I had done a little bit different or a little bit better, what that's telling you is that that means you've grown up. You learned a few things. And because you learned a few things, you wish you'd have done it better. <laughs> and so we can take our whole Christian walk or we could take five years and we can go back and we can say, boy, over the last five years, we want to say over the last five years, would I have done a little better, a little different? And if we say that, then we say, well, I probably had some growth in the last five years. It's important that we do not stop growing up in Jesus. And that's what we're talking about tonight. But we all need to grow because there is so much and God is so vast and his wisdom and knowledge is so great that we have to continue to grow up in him. And, and we, why? One of the chief reasons that we grow up in him is to bring him glory. If we can do something to bring God glory, and it means to grow up, <laughs> to keep growing, I'm not saying, and so that's, what, that's where we need to be. Um, so when we talk about people in the Bible, we're going to talk about people like Moses and Peter and John. And, and we're going to talk about Sandy a little bit. She didn't know I'm going to tie her into Moses and Peter and John. And she's going to give a little testimony. And so I got her on the hot seat now, see. <laughs> so let's just go. Uh, we're going to turn to Ephesians. And we'll start out. We'll go ahead and start out with Ephesians chapter 4. I like, if, I like the whole Bible, but I do like Ephesians um, just because there is so much there. And we're going to go, um, oh, I'm in Corinthians. <laughs> I wonder why I couldn't find what I was looking for. Right chapter, wrong, wrong book. All right, here we go. All right. And we're, we're going to start in Ephesians chapter 4. I'm going to go through some things fairly quickly. We're going to try to pull a few things out. The main thing we're trying to do is recognize our need for continued growth in the things of God and how vast God is. And so that's what we're, what we're going to talk about. And the reason for this growth is primarily um, so that we can grow up into Jesus and bring him glory. But the other thing is, this is not necessarily growth like, you know, we talk about sanctification, you know, where we're just getting better and, you know, growing up in, it's, it's kind of, it is sanctification because we're growing, but it's, 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 this is a, a little bit more because we're talking about Moses here and Peter who walked with Jesus and, and things like that. So in, um, chapter, starting with verse 11, and he gave some as apostles, he gave some as prophets and some as evangelists and some as pastors and teachers 
for the equipping of the saints for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a mature man to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. As a result, we are no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, doctrine by the trickery of men, by craftiness or deceitful scheming. But, and this is kind of the key verse right here, speaking the truth in love, we grow up in all aspects into him who is the head, even Christ. And what's interesting here is it says we grow up in all aspects of him, which is Christ, our head. So not just there's we have the Bible talks over here in Ephesians about the church. Let me finish reading this verse real quick, though, for from whom the whole body being fitted and held together by that which every joint supplies according to the proper workings of each individual part causes the growth of the body for the building of itself up in love. We're talking about the body and body ministry here, but we're also talking about individuals because every part has its part. And as the individual grows, see, we're bringing glory to Jesus. As I grow, then I can help others grow. Because I can take my place in the body of Christ. That's why it's important. We can't be selfish and say, man, I'm saved. I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm seeing miracles. I'm learning the word. But I want to grow up to be like Jesus so that I can supply every joint. I can supply other people. And I want to bring glory to God. And that's what, that's what this is really all about. And so, I'll just flip over here to, it, it kind of goes with the, one of the songs you guys were singing. It says, um, in, in 310, it says, in order that the manifold wisdom of God, manifold wisdom, that's, that's just, God's wisdom is so diverse, isn't it? You know what a manifold is, like on a car engine, you know, several different ports or in a plumbing uh, lay out, you know, many different ports, right? But the, the, what it's trying to say is it's manifest. It's multiple. That's why it says that we grow up in every aspect, every area uh, in God. There's areas probably in our life that we don't even really understand. Maybe we didn't even tap. We might be very mature in a lot of areas, but God's wisdom is so vast, it's manifold wisdom. And, and got to go along with the song you guys sang about, you know, the demons in hell and how we, you know, they can't have any power of us. In order that the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known through the church, that's us, individuals and together, to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. Well, who are those? Well, Satan's the, chief, the power of the air, isn't he? So that we can show the, 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 the demonic forces in the, in the atmosphere who we are and the manifold wisdom of God. Not just a little power here or there, not just a small victory here or there, but the manifold wisdom of God. Amen. That's us. 
That's what we're called to do, to bring glory to God because we're going to grow up in this. And um, so what we're going to talk about here is we have, I have a little, um, some stuff on the screen if you want to bring that first one up. We're going to go back to uh, Ephesians 4 there. And uh, I don't know if you know A.W. A. Worrell, I believe. Oh, I'm sorry. We need to go to the, to the words. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, uh, A.W. Worrell was a translator of the Bible, and he translated uh, a translation was really a good translation, and then he'd have some commentary. No, commentary is just commentary. It's man's opinion, So, but, but, but I like the way he said it. But um, anyway... What he said about this verse to the, and we're back here, just so if you're following along, we're back here in uh, four. Uh, we're going to look at uh, 13 and 15. So until we all attain to the unity of, of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a ch mature man to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ... You know, people sometimes say we'll never get the, we'll never look like Jesus totally. Well, but how about let's try to get to seventy percent? <laughs> how about let's try to get to fifty percent? We got this growth chart here. This is the full measure of the statue of Christ. But where are we on the chart? I don't know about you, but when I started on the chart and I got certain way far, I thought, man, I'm doing pretty good. And then all of a sudden, the more I learned about the wisdom, manifold wisdom of God, I thought, man, I'm still way down here. <laughs> because the more I learned, the more I know I needed to learn. Because when you, start, when you start to see the vastness of God and you open that door crack and you step in, it's, wow, I'm, I'm back here. <laughs> Isn't that true? And as, you, as you've been Christians, you know that. The more you learn, the more vastness of God you understand and you know that you need to learn and follow. So anyway, what we have going here is, um, if you look on the screen, this is what um, Worrell said. He's talking about to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Now he's commenting, this is the highest ideal set forth in the gospel as that to which God would have his children aspire. That's our highest goal. That's our highest, should be our highest ambition that we as children should aspire. Next screen, please. We can scarcely imagine what this uh, means. We can hardly imagine what this means. Can it mean any less than this, that God wishes to repeat the character and life of his son in his people. Wow. Isn't that awesome? That was awesome. I had that in my Bible when I was reading at the Ben's Bible study Wednesday night. And man, we just stood there in awe. That is so awesome. Can it just mean that he wants to take you and duplicate Jesus' character in you? That's what he wants to do. Let's go to the next screen. While this is an ideal for all, it is appropriated only by individuals, each apportioning, appropriating for himself the wonderful provisions of grace in Jesus Christ. We can't do this on our own. This isn't something that we do on our own. This isn't something that we strive or struggle or work for. This is appropriated when we apply the grace of God and allow him to work in our life. 
and we'll see that a little bit further down. There's a, uh, one more screen. And then we're talking about verse 15 where it says, Grow up into him so as to put on his full life by growth. In other words, we are growing in to put on his full life and be made like him in all things, in all the elements of our character. Wow. Here's the deal. You know, when, when I don't know if you can remember back when you were a kid or not, I kind of barely can. I remember my dad had this big old coat in for wintertime. And I was a little kid, and I'd put that coat on, and it was heavy. And it would hang down to the floor. <laughs> I had to grow up <laughs> till I could put on that coat where it fit me right. And it looked like I belonged in it. Well, that's kind of what we're talking here. We have to grow up until we get into the full uh, growth and in all the elements of our characters to be made like him in all things. The key here is all things. Uh, the, the thing was, it says all aspects of him and that's powerful. And so what I'm going to do here is let's just go over and read a couple more verses, uh, in Ephesians chapter one. Um, here's Paul. He's praying for us, the churches, and we'll start in verse 17. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, remember the chief end of man is to glorify God, may give to you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. We're growing up in wisdom, the manifold wisdom and the, and the knowledge of revelation. This comes by revelation uh, to him, uh, of him. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of his glory. We sang about all this stuff this morning, didn't we? Of his inheritance in the saint, of his inheritance in the saints. We, we are his inheritance. You know, we're joint heirs with Jesus. We have an inheritance, but we are his inheritance. We, you know what we are? We are his glory. The Bible talks about we are his glory. We are his inheritance. And so we need to grow up to be like him because we're his inheritance. And what is the surpassing greatness of his power? This is his power. We sang, talked about power this morning. We sang about power. His dunamis, dynamic, wonder-working power. There's wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb, right? Toward us who believe. Who? Toward who? That we might know all these things, his wonder-working dynamic power to who? To us. Each one in here who believes in him. I keep jumping around the podium here, and then I've got to get back to the Bible here. And these are in accordance with the workings of the strength of his might. Now, what it's talking about here, the strength, when it's talking about the strength of God, we're going to see this in, in the lives of some people. When we're talking about the strength of God. We're not talking about, oh, he's strong, you know, he can do something. We're talking about the strength of God. When God's strength comes on the scene, it happens. It's a fact. When God's strength comes into the picture, it happens. 
That's what we're talking about here. When you see strength like this in the Bible, when it's talking about God, that strength right there is strength that happens. And it says in the power of his might, well, that might, that might there, that's who God is. He is might. All, a mighty God is he. We sing about it, don't we? He is might. And we can take these things that we're talking about here and we can apply them to every area of our life. Like BJ was talking about. We're going to go to another verse here. Uh, and then this is uh, chapter 3. And Paul's talking again. Keep, he's continuing the conversation here. In verse 16, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory by to be strengthened... Now he wants you to be strengthened like he is strength with the power, dunamis, Holy Ghost, through his spirit. That's what it's talking about, through his spirit in the inner man. That's what he wants you to be, strengthened in the inner man. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you might be rooted and grounded in love. May be able, so that as you're in faith and rooted and grounded in love, that you'll be, we have to do some things. We have to be in faith. We have to be rooted and grounded in love so that we'll be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, the height, and depth, and to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, just worldly knowledge. The world can't understand this. The world can know things, but they don't understand this. That you may be filled up to all the fullness of God. Isn't that kind of what we were saying in chapter 4? Now to him, this is a key, who is able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond all that we ask or think according to that dunamis, dynamic power that works within us. Excuse me. That's what we're talking about here. We, we can't just do it on our own. We, we, that dunamis, God is at work in us. God, by the Holy Spirit, is at work in us. He will accomplish things in our life that we don't even, we can't comprehend. So what I was going to do, I'm going to, we're going to, I want you to remember that when we're talking about this, we're talking about all aspects of our life, all aspects of of God. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to let, I'm going to have Sandy share a testimony and I'm going to let her talk about, as most of you know, Sandy is the founder of Recycling Grace Women's Centers and she, and what, and we have houses that house ladies who want to be free from addictions. <coughs> and it's Bible based, Holy Ghost get saved and start walking the walk. Anyway, people get saved. And the other thing she did was, um, I'm going to ask her to share. She's going to share a little bit where we are today. <coughs> Excuse me. And then what we're, what she's going to do, she's going to share a testimony of a time in her life where God did a work when, when if, when if God didn't do the work, some of what you see on these screens today wouldn't be possible. So I'm just going to let her come and do that right now.
Praise God. It's uh, good to be here with you all again. We always enjoy coming down. Um, and uh, what uh, Brent is wanting me to share with you all is uh, in uh, 2014, uh, I had came to a place, and we may have shared this. I don't remember if we have or not, but I had come to a place at the end of the year that I was ready to just stop the church part of the ministry. It was a very discouraging time in my life, and um, I had uh, just uh, had a friend that was in the ministry there, and she kind of left with no explanation of why she was leaving, and I felt like um, that she was very instrumental in the ministry, which, you know, God God runs the ministry, you know, and sometimes people move, and they go to different locations, and it's always hard for us to understand whenever this happens, and uh I think of a, a story that I heard Mark Batterson tell, and he said that he was uh, in this uh, meeting where this architect from Lego, everybody know about Legos, the little, did you ever step on a Lego? You know about them real well if you <laughs> happen to step on one <laughs> sometime, but anyway, he told about, he went into this meeting, and this architect from Lego was there, and he gave everybody that came in six Legos. And uh, they asked them, uh, they said, how many uh, different uh, combinations do you think is possible with this, these six Legos? And uh, he said he thought he would be real generous if this was maybe a trick question or something. And he gave up to like 800 different uh, combinations was able to be done in this part, you know, with, with these six Legos. Well, a mathematician had actually figured it up, and he came out with a, a figure over 900 uh, uh, 900 million different uh, combinations were able to be done with those six Legos. And many times in my life, many times with God, I've found out that I may be looking, I, I would have probably, my imagination may have uh, gotten me maybe uh, 200 if even that much. But God has ways of working behind the scenes. We may never know or we may never understand. And that's where we were at this place in my life. At the end of 2014, I had come to a conclusion in my mind that I would stop the church part of Recycling Grace. I'd already, we had already birthed the first facility, which was an eight bed facility. And it had taken a lot of my energy to do that. And this was the 30th day of, well, actually a little before that, because a lady that I was in these, uh, meetings with over at probation and parole actually called me up and she wanted to do GED classes in our church. And I thought, well, I can't quit the church if we do GED classes. And the GED classes had always been a part of my dream at Recycling Grace to do these provided GED classes. And I had this lady that I'd been talking with every month about coming and supplying those needs. And she finally got to the point to do it. And I thought, well, I can't quit the ministry here if she's going to do the GED classes. So I said, come on, Gita, just come on over and do these GED classes with us. And, and I thought, we'll just back up and we'll move on a little bit farther. And so Gina came over and she said, we're going to print up flyers and we're going to pass them out. We've got a project over by us. We're going to pass them out. Gina's not a Christian. She was a director of the, the adult basic education, but not a Christian. We go out and it's the 30th day of, of, of January. We go out and we, I put on a long wool coat and she does too. We knock on doors and I, and, and she invites people to the GED classes. And I say, Oh yeah, by the way, if you're not attending church anywhere, go ahead and come to our church. 
told them the time of the services at church. Then Gina, I forgot to tell some people about our church. Gina, a, a lost person, began to tell people, hey, by the way, if you want, need a church to go to, come over here to this church. When I left that day, this was the, the 30th of, of December, 2014. And when I came over, came home that day, I was so encouraged. I thought, here's this lady that, you know, again, I had maybe my six Legos thinking, well, you know, we can't get by here. You know, we, we got to make anyway, here comes, uh, uh, this guy that knocks on the door and he says, Oh, by the way, Merry Christmas. And he gives me a check for $200. Well, that check for $200 was a lot of money back then to Recycling Grace Ministries because we were operating on a shoestring budget. And uh, this was for the church part. So then I get home and I just get me a blanket because remember, it was really cold. It was uh, December the 30th. I come home and I get a blanket and I pile up on the couch and just cover up with a, cou- uh, with a blanket. And I'm laying there and I get a call from this counselor. And she said, there's a gentleman that, that wants to donate. He wants to talk to you. He wants to donate some property. This guy gets on the phone and he says, I've got uh, some property that I want to donate to Recycling Grace. And he said, but the key is you've got to get it done by tomorrow. He was wanting a tax write-off. I said, I think I can make it happen. He donated six properties and to Recycling Grace, two of them are which, and a lot of them need work. Well, they all needed a lot of work done on them. And we got to that point that uh, he and I got an attorney. We got it all done. And if you can put up the first one with the picture of the two houses, the double picture, uh, we'll show you that real quick. And then I'm going to, this is the one we've been working on for ever, (laughs) it seems like. But, you know, when I look back at it, this is the inside of it. We started this in 20, really 2020 and started gutting it out. Well, you remember 2020, we had COVID struck. Things were hard to get. This is the inside. This is standing at the back and looking across. This will be the entertainment center, and this will be the living area here. Uh, Go ahead and go to the next one. This is the kitchen area, and uh, we're waiting for the plumbers to come now and set. Uh, Go ahead. This is a lady right here that went through our program. If If it hadn't have been, if I would have quit that day, you know, I don't know what would have happened with her. As you can see, she's at death's door here. Look at her now. Let me read you her testimony. She says, I have been to prison twice. I used to pray to die, and now I am excited to live. Everything good I have in my life has come from God. I used to live off disability and selling drugs. Now I have two jobs. I just finished finished up my classes to be an Assembly of God minister. God blessed me with a husband to love me, help me, and to do life with me. I entered Recycling Grace Women's Center the 12th month, 15th day of 15 and have been cleaned since then. Brandy. Praise God. Go to the next one. This lady here was one that basically, before I ever got in the ministry over at Recycling Grace, I followed her. God put her in my heart. I met her in a jail ministry. Her name is Cherry. She now runs our sound, and God has blessed her. Her life has been changed because of Recycling Grace. Uh, Go ahead and go. Uh, I got two more. This lady here, she came to us, and she's given me permission to give her testimony. This was her when she came in. Her name is Mitzi. Mitzi, when she was 12 years old, her stepdad and mother took her and got an abortion. 
She was pregnant by the stepdad. She got an abortion. She went off into drugs at the age of 12. Started shooting by the time she was 15, shooting drugs in her vein. She was on drugs for 25 years. She came to our program, and man, I'd never seen a harder worker in my life. She has worked, she worked, we went and was in pulling nails at that time, and she pulled nails, she did whatever she needed to do. Uh, and I mean, I saw leadership skills in her. Now she's working for Recycling Grace. And, and uh, she actually is working on getting her GED. And before Christmas, she, she was homeless when she came to us. She's got a car. She's got her own home. And she was telling me before Christmas, she said, I was wondering how that I was going to pay for my uh, taxes because in Missouri, we pay more taxes than you do over here in Tennessee on her car. She said, I was wondering how I was going to pay these taxes on my car. And she said, and another job came up. I love that because I love the fact that people can uh, uh, do, uh, instead of wanting a handout, they find a job to get the money that they want. They're willing to work. And she was willing to work a second job to get the money that she needed for this, uh, uh, to get her, uh, to renew her tags and everything on her car to pay the taxes on that. She's come a long way. She's happy now. She's thrilled. There's one more. This lady was homeless too, and she's doing great. One more picture. Yes. And that, when she came down, she was homeless. Look at the difference between her and this. You know, in this, when so many times when we're ready to quit and we think our six Legos has gone to the place as far as they can get, then we know that God has so much more for us if we just lean into that. And, uh, you know, I want to thank you all for being, please pray for us as, as we move on into what we've got. We, when we go back with the plumbers coming this week and we, he'll get his part done then we'll get the furniture delivered and then we're going to start moving ladies in. We've got a waiting list. Poplar Bluff is full of ladies. Uh, we just met a little lady named Stevie out on the street, 30 years old, had a sore on her chest like this. And right now we don't have a bed for her. And, but she needs Jesus desperately, and she's going to die if she doesn't get someplace safe soon. So, Brent, I'm going to give it back to you, honey. Thank you. What The other part of that story is I, uh, Sandy was at this place of quitting because she couldn't see how many combinations she had with her six Legos, which was the wisdom and power of God in her life. And I asked her, I said, what did that do for you? yesterday and she said uh, well that did it increased your faith it showed the power of God in her life she grew what I'm trying to say we're talking about growing that was a growth spurt for her because now she looks she doesn't just look at you know we got they got one house done for eight ladies and and wore out she doesn't just look at that they built the property that if she would that the property that was donated, that's that house that you saw the inside of it. But what you don't see that there's a house next to it that's already remodeled and houses seven ladies. Wow. See from that property. So that's how that's how God works. So don't limit God. Um, I'm probably not going to read everything about everybody, but I'm I'm going to talk a little bit about the three people, the other three. Now that goes along with Sandy, Moses, and Peter, and John, right? Moses, <laughs> old part. Yeah, Moses, the old part. You're the up to date modern part. 
So Moses has a problem. There were some agitators, and there wasn't a lot of them. If you read it, it's in um, Numbers chapter 11. But anyway, and these guys, of course, God provided manna in the wilderness, didn't he? We sang about that. He there crossed the Red Sea, parted the sea, the plagues in Egypt. Moses was all part of that. And, and now all of a sudden, he has these guys, and they're just, there wasn't a bunch of them. That's interesting. And, and they had started saying, boy, I'd like some meat. And they started complaining about the manna. They wanted meat. So Moses has this problem. Now, keep in mind, Moses is the most, the Bible says Moses is what? The most humble man in the world at that time. And so what we need to do, another thing we need to do is be humble. We have to be humble because we are representing God. We're trying to glorify God. Anyway, so Moses, what I like about this, we get to see into the, the prayer life of Moses. Moses talked with God face to face. Moses, God didn't talk to Moses like he did other prophets. He told him directly. You know, a lot of the prophets, and we read prophecy, they didn't really fully understand the coming of Jesus, did they? They had, they gave the prophecy, but they didn't fully, Moses, he got it. He understood it when God talked to him. So he had this problem and, and God tells Moses, he says, you know what? I'm going to feed these people meat till it comes out their noses. God, God was a little upset with their complaining. That's what he said. He says, I'm not going to do it for one day. I'm going to do it for 30 days. He said, they're going to get sick of this meat, basically. And Moses looks around and he's, and here's Moses, you know, he, saw the man. He crossed the Red Sea. He looks around at, he says, there's so many people here, so many men. He said, he looked at all the flocks they had and he said, if I kill every flock here, there's not enough. For, and if we take all the fish out of the sea, there's not enough to feed these people. And God, what did God say to him? He said, go and tell them what I'm going to do. Sure enough, Moses went ahead. He was obedient. But what I, what I like about Moses is he argued with God a little bit, didn't he? He didn't really argue, but he said, God, how? He questioned God. We can question God in our walk. We can have an honest, truthful conversation with God in our walk and say, God, show me how this works. And so what happened was he, the next day the wind blew and they blew all the quail in and they got sick of eating quail. But, but so even though Moses had this knowledge and, and was used by God in the past, he saw a different dimension to, to, uh, to God. To feed, this was even, I don't know if you can say it's a bigger miracle than crossing the Red Sea, but it was a pretty big deal. And so he saw that. But Moses, at, even at his age and what he went through, he still grew. He still had to grow to make this happen. Peter's another character we like. We love Peter. Peter was with Jesus. You know, Jesus was there. He says, go what? Into all the world and preach the gospel, right? To every creature <laughs> in Mark. You know, he says, uh, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the Holy Ghost, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all that I command you. Didn't he? Uh, you know, before in Acts 1, you know, he tells them, you know, to go into all the world. Peter and John and Philip and James was sitting with Jesus. 
this the four of them, sitting with Jesus across from the temple one day toward the end of Jesus' life, talking about the end times. And Jesus told them very clearly, before all these things happen, the gospel will be preached to all nations. Peter was the guy that when Stephen, or when the, when the people were complaining about the, um, the widows not being treated properly, he says, we can't leave the word of God to wait on tables. So they selected seven other guys. Stephen and Philip were one, part of that group. You know, the point I'm making is Peter was in the word. That's what he did. He studied the word of God so that he could pray and preach. So now, 10 years after Jesus arose from the dead, 10 years after Jesus arose into heaven, Peter is out. He just had, uh, it was over in a town called Leda, and he, a man was bedridden for eight years. That man was paralyzed. He raised him from, from that. Um, the, guy, the group of people said, um, do you remember um, Tabitha or Dorcas? died in Joppa. They sent for Peter because they knew he was in, in this nearby town. He came over. He just, she just rose from the dead. So this is who Peter is. And then we have the man called Cornelius. Do you remember him? He was praying. He was a centurion, a soldier. He had people under him. He was rich. He was praying to God. He gave his alms to God. He was seeking God. And an angel appeared to him and said, go send for Peter. Send your guys up and find his Peter staying with Simon the Tanner. So what he did was he, Peter went up on the house to pray. And he was praying, if you remember this, this, what happened, the sheet was let down and it had all kinds of animals in it that were not clean according to Jewish, Jewish custom. And the voice came, the Lord said to Peter, kill and eat. And Peter's response was, no, Lord. Peter, you know, Jesus, Jesus, Peter was used to talking to the Lord. He talked to him while he walked on earth. The Lord said, you're going to deny me three times. And Peter said, no, I ain't. <laughs> he was used to this conversation. So here comes the, the animals let down like on a sheet. And, and Peter said, uh, uh, no, Lord, I've never eaten any un anything unclean. This happens three times. And then all of a sudden these guys from the centurion's house show up and he's he's thinking about he's thinking about this he's pondering he's meditating on this and then all of a sudden the holy spirit says go with them and so he, we we know the rest of the story he goes down to uh Cornelius's house the next day he comes in Cornelius tells him about the angel we saw the vision what he was supposed to do and you and I, I like what Cornelius said he said tell us what the Lord would have us to know. He wanted, he wanted Peter to tell him the words of the Lord. And we know what happened. Peter preached. He's, he was actually talking about Jesus, testifying. And he gets to the part, you know, about Jesus raised from the dead and whoever believes. And boom, the Holy Spirit falls on that group of people. They start prophesying, speaking in tongues. Big deal, right? Do you think Peter was ever the same? Here's the point I'm making. Peter heard all this stuff from Jesus from way back, 10 years ago. He knew about going into all the world and preach the gospel, go into all nations. 
but he never got it through his head that it included the Gentiles. But, it, but in his Bible study, he surely had to see that Abraham, the blessing of Abraham was to who? To all people. All people. Over and over in the Bible, it wasn't just to the Jews. It was to us, the Gentiles. It was to everybody. And but so Peter had to, as mature as he was with all the miracles he was doing, this is the point I'm trying to make. No matter where we are in life, we still need to grow up in the manifold wisdom of God. And apply that to every area of our life, because God is way bigger than we know. And briefly, I'll, we'll talk about John. John was um, John was a disciple. We know that. But John wrote in, in the in the book of John that you know when the Holy Spirit comes, He'll guide us into all truth, and He will show us things to come. Okay. Paul says, "I was on the Isle of Patmos in the Spirit." when he got the revelation and he wrote the book of revelations didn't he as much as john hung out with jesus as much as he knew as much knowledge as he had he still got more revelation and this was all he was older now this was far more than 10 years so the point i'm trying to make is that we uh we still need uh to grow in jesus and um If we think about Peter, if Peter had, if Moses had more revelation of the strength, I like what God said to Moses. He said, is, is my arm too short? We're talking about the strength in there in Ephesians. Is my arm too short that I can't do that? Is God's arm too short that he can't do more for you in your life? God's arm is not too short. If, if God had more revelation of his word, you know, we're not talking about if we were talking about new Christians here, we would say, well, go to church and sit under the apostles and the prophets and the teachers. And that's good advice, isn't it? To tell people to do that, right? To grow. Peter and John were the apostles. <laughs> Not only were they the apostles, they were the original apostles and they were still growing in their life. This, you see what I'm saying? So where we need to be. We would say, get into the word and study the word, but they... Moses wrote the Bible. <laughs> Peter wrote the Bible. John wrote the Bible. So if they wrote the Bible and they still needed to grow, it's good. We need to understand the Bible. We need to get in. We need to grow. And so we can have a prayer life. And we tell people to pray and develop the relationship with God. Moses talked to God face to face. Peter was up on that roof. He had a vision. John was in the spirit on the Isle of Patmos. They were living that life. They were doing all those things that we would encourage new Christians to do. They were already doing it. There's more. There's more. That's really what, I'm, what we're trying to say. Don't stop growing. There's more. There is so much more to the vastness of God. And we just praise him and, and love him and worship him. Uh, today and, and our prayer would be you know lord just if you had more for moses if you had more for peter if you had more for john lord you have more for me there's more for me so that i can show your glory so i can show forth your power so that your name can be glorified and we just thank you and praise you for that lord god 
And Father, let's just go to the Lord in prayer for a minute. And Father, we thank you for your, your the testimony from Sandy, Lord. We thank you for the testimony for these ladies, Lord, that their lives were transformed. We thank you, Lord, that you move in our lives. We thank you that you brought us to the point and to the place of where we are today. Father, encourage us, Lord. We thank you that you do a work in us. Help us to realize and understand what you're trying to teach us today. If there's new facets and new areas of life, Lord God, teach us these in Jesus' mighty name. Just move in our hearts and our lives, Lord. And we'll just give you the praise and glory for it. Let us be, let us show forth your glory in our life. Let us continue to grow in you uh, so that we may have the character of Jesus in every area of our life. So we may walk like he walked. So that we may talk like he talked. So that we might go where he tells us to go. That we might do what he leads us to do. And we might say what he tells us to say. And we just give you praise and glory for it. We just worship you for it. We just praise you, Father. Hallelujah. Just praise him, Lord God, and ask him, Lord, is, Lord, is there any area in my life that you want to deal with me in, that you want to show me, that you want to demonstrate, that you want to reveal something, by, even by demonstration, uh, through your word, uh, that you just want to pull me up and strengthen me so that I might put on the fullness of Jesus, that I might grow into that garment of praise and worship and adoration and, and love for you, Lord. And I just thank you and praise you for it, Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, we just praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Peter said in the Peter, 1 Peter 4.11, he said, Let him who speaks speak the very oracles or utterances or, depending on the translation, words of God. So we want to speak what he speaks. And he says, He who serves... Serve in the strength. We were talking about strength. The strength of God, not our own strength and his on their strength. And and why and why did he say to do that? He said that because we're not so we're not seen, basically. So that by his by this working through his strength and by us speaking his words, God is glorified through Jesus Christ who has all the glory and power and dominion forever. Back to the chief end of man is to glorify God. We just praise you, Lord. We thank you for, for all you've done.